Welcome back to Amerisogyny. I'm your host, Hannah Blue. This is episode 27, Simply the Best, honoring the late Tina Turner. Today, my heart is so heavy. I was at the grocery store when my sister told me Tina Turner had died, and I still can't believe it. The late Tina Turner. I never thought I'd live to say those words. I thought I had to talk about her today. Not tomorrow or next week. Today, Wednesday, May 24th, the day we lost one of the last true legends we had in the world. And the world knew Tina Turner. We knew her music. We knew her personal struggles. Living with the insanity of a domestic abuser, her ex-husband, Ike Turner. When Tina took the stage, you knew you were in for a show. What I love about Tina Turner is she was groundbreaking. She wasn't afraid to take risks. When Tina left Ike with 36 cents to her name, she knew exactly what she wanted to do. Sing rock and roll. Now at that time, a black woman, 39 years old at the beginning of her solo career, saying she wanted to sing rock and roll a genre that catered to white male artists, that was absolutely unheard of. But Tina wanted to do it, and so she did. And she did it so well, born to do it. Tina said, One of my early career goals was to become the first black woman to fill stadiums around the world. At the time, it seemed impossible. But I never gave up, and I'm so happy I made that dream come true. The hit What's Love Got to Do With It made Tina an international sensation and steamrolled a career that lasted six decades. She sang and danced with such passion, such feeling. And let me tell you, she looked amazing doing it. Tina passed peacefully at her home near Zurich, Switzerland. The family allowed a statement to be released. With her the world loses a music legend and a role model. With her music and her boundless passion for life, she enchanted millions of fans around the world and inspired the stars of tomorrow. Today, we say goodbye to a dear friend who leaves us all her greatest work, her music. Our heartfelt compassion goes out to her family. Tina, we will miss you dearly. Tina Turner The queen of rock and roll has died peacefully today at the age of 83 after a long illness in her home near Zurich, Switzerland. With her, the world loses a music legend and a role model. There will be a private funeral ceremony attended by close friends and family. Please respect the privacy of her family at this difficult time. We have loved and lost an icon a pioneer for black women and every woman around the world. We can do anything we set our minds to because a little girl from Nutbush, Tennessee did just that. By taking on rock and roll, doing what people thought was impossible, she changed the world. Let's get into the story of this trailblazing woman, Ms. Tina Turner. Tina's real name was Anna Mae Bullock. She was born on November 26, 1939, in Nutbush, Tennessee. Her parents were sharecroppers, like my grandparents. 
Tina would go on and later put her hometown on the map with her hit song, Nutbush City Limits. Like other legends, such as Aretha Franklin and Sam Cooke, Tina sang in her church choir. In 2005, Tina said, We weren't in poverty. We had food on the table. We just didn't have fancy things like bicycles. We were church people, so on Easter we got all done up. I was very innocent and didn't know much else. I knew the radio, B.B. King, country, and western. That's about it. I didn't know anything about being a star until the white people allowed us to come down and watch their television once a week. Tina's childhood was marred by domestic violence. Her father beat her mother until her mother fled, leaving an 11-year-old Tina with her father. In her teen years, her father remarried and left Tennessee, leaving Tina with her grandmother. When her grandmother passed, Tina and her sister Ruby moved to St. Louis, Missouri to live with their mother. A 17-year-old Tina visited clubs, and that's where she'd meet her ex-husband, Ike Turner. At 25, Ike had a band, Kings of Rhythm. When Ike heard Tina sing, he saw dollar signs. He didn't hesitate in asking her to sing with the Kings of Rhythm. Tina said, Ike had to come to the house and ask Ma if it was okay for me to sing with him. He knew I had the potential to be a star. Was it love at first sight? No. In 2018, Tina wrote in her memoir, My Love Story, Ike wasn't conventionally handsome. Actually, he wasn't handsome at all, and he certainly wasn't my type. I was used to high school boys who were clean-cut, athletic, and dressed in denim. So Ike's processed hair, diamond ring, and skinny body looked old to me. Even though he was only 25, I couldn't help thinking, God, he's ugly. See what happens when you give ugly guys a chance? Now, some pretty guys can be monsters too, but this is one area where Tina inspired me to never settle. Tina said they started off as friends. We were close, like brother and sister. On his nights off, we'd drive around and he would tell me about his life, his dreams. He told me that when he was young, people found him unattractive. That really hurt him. I felt bad for him. I thought, I'll never hurt you, Ike. I meant it. He was so nice to me then, but I did see the other side of him. I think that's where a lot of women go down a dark path. They settle for men they know aren't worthy of them. Tina is an inspiration in many aspects for me. The choices she made in her life should inspire us all to always reach higher and never settle for anything or anyone who doesn't deserve you. Some men know when they're lacking too. Stay away from any man who tells you he has low self-esteem. These types do nothing to improve themselves, but they'll put effort into bringing you down every chance they get. Why? Because they know you can do better and they don't want that. Ike was so afraid Tina would leave him for a better man, he used his fist to control her. Take heed to this lesson. Tina joined the Kings of Rhythm and had a brief relationship with Raymond Hill, who played the saxophone. In 1958, she gave birth to his son, Craig. Shortly after, she started dating Ike. But Ike was about his money. 
Even when she became pregnant by him, he still worked her like a mule. Tina earned the band an impressive $25,000 with the band's first studio recording. And that is when Ike saw he could use Tina's voice to make it to the big leagues. He didn't love Tina. Tina said, My relationship with Ike was doomed the day he figured out I was going to be his moneymaker. He needed to control me economically and psychologically so I could never leave him. He hit her with anything he could. His fists, phones, the old school kind, big and heavy, coat hangers, shoe stretchers, whatever he could find. She said he took pleasure in beating her before a show. He didn't bother hiding the abuse. It was a way to boost his sick ego by preying on a woman who had sympathy and compassion for him. Tina said he'd hit me in the ribs and then always try to give me a black eye. He wanted his abuse to be seen. That was the shameful part. Ike was so controlling he even changed her name. Tina was a character he liked in a TV show. Against her wishes, he dubbed her Tina Turner as a way to own her. He even trademarked the name. Their son, Ronnie, was born in 1960, and the pair married in 1962. Ike didn't bother to plan the wedding. He gave her a quick, one-and-done ceremony. Tina made Ike a household name, and together, they'd go on to make chart-topping hits. Who doesn't sing Proud Mary to this day? Other hits like Come Together, I Want to Take You Higher, and A Fool in Love followed. The first time I saw Angela Bassett perform this song in the movie What's Love Got to Do With It, I got chills. Angela's portrayal of Tina was amazing. The song wasn't even written for Tina. When the singer ghosted the session, Ike asked Tina to sing the vocals and it earned them a top 40 hit. It's Gonna Work Out Fine earned a Grammy nomination. Tina still worked hard despite their decreasing popularity. In 1966, she recorded River Deep, Mountain High. It didn't do well on the charts, but the Rolling Stones took notice and asked them to be their opening act. It was a lifeline to better shows and more visibility. I truly think River Deep Mountain High was the turning point when Tina realized she wanted a different sound for herself. The 70s brought Tina's version of Proud Mary. In 1971, it reached number four on the charts. As their fame grew, so did the control and physical abuse. Tina said, Our life together was a mockery of a normal relationship defined by abuse and fear, not love or even affection. Even though I cheated on her, he continued beating her to keep her afraid so she wouldn't leave him. Tina didn't mind his cheating more than she hated being beaten. The other women, because I didn't love him that way, the other women weren't so bad, but it was the constant, constant ill treatment. Another night we had a fight in the dressing room, and when I went on stage, my face was swollen. I think my nose was broken because blood was gushing into my mouth when I sang. Before, I'd been able to hide under makeup, but you can't hide swelling. Can you imagine having to sing in front of people with a broken nose and tasting blood in your mouth? 
Tina endured Ike's abuse for over a decade. She was terrified of him, but chose to stick with her promise of not abandoning him. But to save her life, she broke that promise in 1976. After flying to Dallas and renting a car to take them to a hotel, Ike began beating her again. Tina waited until he fell asleep, then quietly left with only a mobile credit card and 36 cents to her name. She said, I just took a chance. I said, the way out is through the door. And while he was on one of his sleeping times, I just left the hotel, went out of the kitchen way, and down the freeway. As her mother did when Tina was 11, Tina left her abusive husband. She made her way across a freeway to a motel. The clerk, seeing her bruised and bloody face, still knew exactly who she was. In one of the darkest hours of her life, Tina stood face to face with one of her fans. She was given a room without question. She contacted an attorney and a friend who later retrieved her and helped her fly back to Los Angeles. Tina said, After my plane landed in California, my heart was in my ears. I was afraid Ike would be there because when I'd left once before, he tracked me down on a bus. So when I got off that plane, I ran like mad. I said to myself, If he's here, I'm going to scream for the police. And I had one chant in my head. I will die before I go back. Without Ike, things were hard for Tina financially, but she never looked back. She said, I walked out without anything and had to make it on my own for my family and everyone. So I just went back to work for myself. It was very difficult and dangerous because Ike was a violent person. And at that point, he was on drugs and very insecure. I had no money. I had no place to go. What she lacked in finances, she made up in bravery as she fought Ike for custody of her children and her name. She said, I told the judge, it's only blood money. I want nothing. I did have one request. I wanted to continue using the name Tina Turner, which Ike owned. I walked out of that courtroom with the name Tina Turner and my two Jaguars, one from Sammy Davis Jr. and one from Ike. And that's it. It seems so funny now. No money for food or rent, but two Jaguars? Considering my age, 39, my gender, my color, and the times we lived in, everything was strong winds against me. Tina relied on religion to persevere. I had an abusive life. There's no other way to tell the story. Buddhism was a way out. I came to understand that any achievement stems from inner change. The more I studied Buddhist principles, the deeper I dug within myself and cleaned up whatever attitudes or habits were standing in my way. I started really seeing I had to make a change. In the divorce, I got nothing. No money, no house. So I said, I'll just take my name, that I rose to fame with. But leaving Ike wasn't the end for Tina. It was just the beginning. With her finances in shambles, Tina got back to what she knew best, hard work. For years, she performed in Las Vegas and on TV shows to rebuild her brand, herself, Tina Turner. In 1979, she hired Roger Davies to manage her. 
She performed Hot Legs with Rod Stewart on Saturday Night Live. And England loved her cover of Al Green's Let's Stay Together. MTV breathed new life into Tina's career. What's love got to do with it? The best and private dancer catapulted Tina into superstardom, making her the highest-selling female artist in the world at that time. In 1984, her album, Private Dancer, scored three top ten hits, won multiple Grammys, and sold millions of copies. Tina said she didn't like what Slove got to do with it when she initially heard it. But the song made her, at 44 years old, the oldest female artist to score a number one hit. Tina's rock and roll career lasted for multiple decades. She also earned a Kennedy Center honor, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and an introduction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And she scored in her personal life as well. Love, real love, the sweet love Anita Baker sang about would sweep Tina off her feet. Honey, her husband was 16 years younger than her when she met him. Mm, go on, Miss Turner. Tina said when she locked eyes with Bach, it was an instant soul connection. Tina recalled the day she met him. She said, he was 16 years younger than me. He was 30 years old at the time and had the prettiest face. It was like insane. I thought, where did he come from? He was really so good looking. My heart was beating fast and it means that a soul has met and my hands were shaken. So my manager, Roger, said to me, Tina, you ride with Irwin and I wanted to go. Yay! Her husband, Erwin Bach, remembered when he met her too. He said, we met at Cologne Bonn Airport. Actually, it was Dusseldorf Airport in Germany. Her manager, Roger Davies, asked me to pick up Tina. We enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed driving the artist, actually a superstar. You're normally a little nervous, but I wasn't nervous either. I was just doing the job. Tina moved to Switzerland in the 90s with Bach. After a 27-year romance, they married in 2013. In 2022, they bought a 76 million estate on Lake Zurich. Tina said, I pay taxes in the U.S. My family is here. I left America because my biggest success was in another country and my boyfriend was in another country. Europe has been very supportive of my music. In 2008, her Tina 50th anniversary tour would be the last tour before she retired from the music industry. She wanted to focus on her personal life. Some of the happiest moments in my life were the birth of my beautiful baby boys, Craig and Ronnie, and marrying my partner and soulmate, Erwin Bach, she said. In the midst of joy, Tina had some heartbreaks too. She buried her two sons, Craig, who died in 2018, and Ronnie in 2022. Tina also had multiple health problems, a stroke, intestinal cancer, and total kidney failure where she needed an organ transplant. The movie What's Love Got to Do With It brought a new generation of fans for Tina too. Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne were spectacular in showing Tina's story in a way 
that was unforgettable. Before she passed, Tina paid tribute to Angela for Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2023. She said, Angela, the first time we met, you didn't look, sound, or move like me. That came later after you worked so hard to make it happen. But even then, I could see that the young woman standing before me had strength, determination, and big, big dreams, just like me. She said Bassett never mimicked her. Instead, you reached deep into your soul, found your inner Tina, and showed her to the world. You honor all the women you play, just as you honored me, and you're still perfect. Angela said Tina did her hair and makeup for a scene and what's love got to do with it. She said, it was funny because everyone kept knocking on the door, wanting to know if, wanting to be so helpful, do you need anything? Anything to drink? Anything? A comb? And she was like, no, 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 we're fine. Leave us alone. And she did my makeup and hair in a quarter of the time that my hairstylist did. And it was just fabulous. The passing of such a beautiful lady brought beautiful tributes as well. Angela Bassett said, How do we say farewell to a woman who owned her pain and trauma and used it as a means to help change the world? Through her courage in telling her story, her commitment to stay the course in her life, no matter the sacrifice, and her determination to carve out a space in rock and roll for herself and for others who look like her, Tina Turner showed others who lived in fear what a beautiful future filled with love, compassion, and freedom should look like. Her final words to me, for me, were, you never mimicked me. Instead, you reached deep into your soul, found your inner Tina, and showed her to the world. I shall hold these words close to my heart for the rest of my days. I am honored to have known Tina Turner. I am humbled to have helped show her to the world. So on today, while we mourn the loss of this iconic voice and presence, she gave us more than we could have ever asked. She gave us her whole self. And Tina Turner is a gift that will always be simply the best. Angels sing thee to thy rest, queen. More tributes poured in on Twitter for Miss Turner today. Mick Jagger said, I am so saddened by the passing of my wonderful friend, Tina Turner. She was truly an enormously talented performer and singer. She was inspiring, warm, funny, and generous. She helped me so much when I was young, and I will never forget her. Singer Ciara said, Heaven has gained an angel. Rest in paradise, Tina Turner. Thank you for the inspiration you gave us all. Bernice King, daughter of Dr. King, said, Good night, Queen. Hashtag Tina Turner. Hashtag Simply the Best. Magic Johnson. Rest in peace to one of my favorite artists of all time, the legendary queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner. I've seen her many times, and hands down, she gave one of the best live shows I've ever seen. She always gave you your money's worth. Bette Midler, our beloved Tina Turner has died. Nutbush to the top, 
She was an absolutely brilliant performer and inspiration to all. May flights of angels sing her to her rest. But if I know Tina, she is singing lead. I love Dictionary.com's tribute the most. Best, meaning of the highest quality, excellence, or standing. Here it is in a sentence. Tina Turner was simply the best. And she was, and will always be, simply the best. Tina, thank you so much for inspiring us to do better, work hard to be better, and dig deep within ourselves to be greater. We will miss you, our legend, the one and only Tina Turner. And I'm out of time. Episode 27 was supposed to be for next week. But I love and admire this woman so much. She has inspired me to believe the impossible for most of my life. So this was my way of honoring her for everything she gave to me and to the world. I hope you enjoyed this very special episode dedicated to Tina Turner. I'll be back with more stories. Be easy. Be mentally healthy.